Well, welcome back to Operate Intelligently podcast. And uh, I'm Bob Bittner here at Dude Solutions and my co-host, Tony Butler. Tony, what are you up to today? I'm just trying to get my work done, head down, uh, doing as much as I can. All we can do to help our uh, good friends out there in the facility maintenance and operation world, right? That's it. Well, we love to help our, our friends out there and give them good information. Uh, last time we talked about the shortage of manpower, and I always hate to have uh, just a problem brought to us without some kind of solutions. So today, we're, I hope we're going to be able to provide some solutions. But last time we were talking a little bit about, from a trivia standpoint, a um, uh, something about the moon. And I want to stay with that theme a little bit. Uh, so another little trivia question. Um, the Apollo uh, program was the one that went to the moon. Okay, And um, uh, there was an individual that uh, probably most everybody knows of, but would never relate to it as part of the space program, that designed the stationary for the NASA for the Apollo program. Uh, who was that, Tony? <laughs> Am I allowed to use Google? No, no Google. <laughs> You have to use it from your knowledge base in your head. Not oh, everything is found in Google. <laughs> well, let's, let's wait and we'll give it to them at the end, okay? That sounds good. Well, you know, we, uh, we did talk a little bit about the, the challenges that everyone is facing, not only in our facility management, but contractors, anybody that has to have repair work or construction work done today by the lack of skilled trades that we have. And um, it is, uh, it is a, a problem that as we said before, there's no silver bullet to correct it all, right? right? And But a lot of people are doing a lot of things to try to help with that. A lot of our uh, manufacturers and providers are providing specialized training more and more every day because they realize that it's to their benefit for people to be able to know how to repair and uh, fix their equipment uh, or their the products that they sell and service. Uh, as well as their own people. Yeah. And so we find uh, companies like Tritium in the building automation world that are putting large amounts of money into technical schools to provide uh, equipment and skilled people to go in and teach those classes. We're finding companies like Train and their franchise operators across the country that are doing a lot of training and put a lot of, a lot of effort into training not only their own technicians, but also their clients so uh, they can do some things differently to help combat all of the uh, things that we're trying to overcome here with this manpower shortage. Yeah, I know they see the challenge and they're doing everything they can, like you said, to, to overcome those hurdles. You know, a lot of people just organically have started doing some things. I know I use it a lot, and that's the YouTube world. <laughs> and um, I know a lot of times, even if I think I know how to fix it, I might just uh, uh, look on YouTube and say, how do you do this? And oftentimes I'll pick up a little hint or a little trick that will say, uh, there's a third bolt down under there that you can't see yeah. that uh, this is, you have to take that out and be careful you don't drop it because if you drop that screw, you're screwed. <laughs> well, I know I'm, I'm a pretty mechanical guy. I just don't uh, have a lot of hands-on experience. So everything I do these days, I try to figure it out on my own and, uh, I always, always, every weekend I'm on YouTube trying to figure something out. So whether it's in my car, wash machine, dryer. Earlier we were talking about building a fence. That's something I know I looked up on YouTube. Um, 
I, that that is a huge resource that I use regularly. Uh, one one just disclaimer about YouTube is, <laughs> you know, you've got a lot of inexperienced people out yeah. there posting videos as well. So you've got to be careful about some of the things you watch on there from a safety standpoint. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of it is a little rough, uh, not done the best way possible. But uh, I think if you look at enough of them, you can kind of figure that out. Don't don't use the first one that you watch. I usually watch a few before I figure out whose advice I'm going to take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, that is a that is an organically being built uh, resource out there that mm -hmm. people are using. And it's very helpful. And uh, it's it's free, and there's some limitations to it, but certainly there uh, uh, people are using that from a knowledge base. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of companies also. Uh, we are we've implemented this a learning management uh, tool uh, that uh, allows us to build a lot of curriculum, and then allows our clients to walk through and learn some things about our products. And we also have some technical things out there that says here's. Take your time, take your own time, uh, walk through this, learn it. There's some testing at the end of this, uh, some proficiency testing. So it provides people that want to learn on their own to be able to have a good way to do that. Well, it's, it's access to resources in one central place. So knowing where to go is, is part of the challenge and then being able to find what they're looking for. And that's what the LMS does, the, the uh, learning management system. So being able to do that and find that information, such as even help manuals on, say, a particular HVAC unit. Right. You know, manufacturers have forever uh, developed user manuals and maintenance manuals and troubleshooting manuals to go along with their equipment. And they're usually turned over at time of construction or time that you buy the equipment. And a lot of times those things are lost or destroyed yeah. or you can't find them or they've got flooded in, a, in the back of somebody's truck sometime, left out in the rain. But so many of those now are available online. So I would encourage people to resource, look at, try to understand uh, where those things can be found online as well. I know one of the things that we're doing uh, here at The Dude to kind of help with that is that we're looking at how can we embed some of those manuals and some of those repair videos that these manufacturers make online so that when you're out there in the field and you're at this model piece of equipment, that you can just click on that piece of equipment, you can get the troubleshooting manual, you can get some videos that have been downloaded that do have good quality yeah. and are presented in, the, in a professional manner and have some troubleshooting skills that help that technician that does not have the years of experience that maybe his uh, senior person had. Yeah, I know there's a lot of value and I get asked about this regularly while I'm out in the field. Um, Access to that information on mobile devices is, is huge. Yeah. And, you know, I think more and more pieces of equipment are having built-in diagnostics mm -hmm. to them. So that uh, I know uh, a while back I was helping somebody here one day. I got a call. Uh, his air conditioning was down. And he said, Bob, can you help me? It's hot. Uh, it was a day something like today outside. So I, I quick sat down at my desk uh, at home. It was on a Saturday. I pulled up the manual online. I saw it. And I said, here, take these screws out and take this cover off. And behind this cover, you're going to see a, a board, uh, an electronic board on there. And there's going to be a little LED in there. And again, you're on the phone. And I'm on the phone. Okay. Sitting in my, in my cool uh, office at home <laughs> and uh, not having to be out in sweating. Right. And I said, okay, John, you see that little light? It's, is it blinking? Yes. Count how many times it blinks before it stops and then does it. Because it gives you a code that says, 
blah, 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 blah. And for every one of those codes, it gives you the possible diagnosis for it. And so we were able to diagnose uh, his problem. It ended up that it was a bad airflow problem, which indicated that the fan was bad. And he was able, he and his dad were able to actually fix it themselves, saved a big, a lot of money from calling in a service tech to do it. And all because I was able to diagnose those codes uh, over the phone in the, my comfort, yeah. and I just kind of coached him along in the process. That, that's a cool story and good for him. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, everybody doesn't have a, uh, have a papa dude to call right. in a case of an emergency, and I'm not uh, putting my phone number out there for everybody to call me with their, <laughs> with their diagnostic codes. But there are some people out there that are starting to put these virtual coaching centers together that says, okay, uh, I'm, a, I'm 60 years old, I'm an, a, a chiller mechanic, or I'm an HVAC mechanic, and I really don't want to work up on the roof anymore. Or maybe my, my health just does not allow me to be out in the right. heat, but I'd still like to work some. And so, hey, I'd like to go to the beach. I'm, uh, I'm willing to uh, be on call, you know, maybe a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours in the afternoon. Uh, after I get back from my beach walk and before I go for my sunset fishing trip, and uh, I'll uh, I'll carry a phone and and an iPad and I'll coach people on this. And so there's some really neat tools out there that are being developed. Um, there's uh, there's a company and and I don't like to necessarily promote a lot of of, uh, of companies on here, but a couple that uh, we're familiar with. One is. Uh, XOI, it's uh, X-O-E-Y-E, and uh, they have some technology that allows a technician to wear a pair of smart glasses, Mm -hmm. and they can actually go out and generate a call back into a coach and said, okay, I'm a a technician out here in the field, and uh, I've got this problem. Can you help me uh, coach through it? And so there's a an expert on the other end that says, okay, I've seen this before, or let me look this up on the manual, let me walk you through it, put your uh, um, your probes here, check the amper meters on it, uh, these fuses, whatever, and uh, coach them through that. And so uh, really uh, kind of a neat new uh, niche uh, that is out there. And there's also another company called uh, Help Lightning, it's very similar technology. Uh, they use a, an iPad or an iPhone to do it. The, the thing that I like about this is this is uh, uh, augmented reality where uh, you can be out there with your iPad and the coach on the other end can actually reach his finger into your picture and point <laughs> to the place or tell you, turn this knob clockwise or counterclockwise. It's actually pretty incredible. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting today. Uh, a lot of our kids in school, they don't have... Uh, the old analog clocks, they have digital clocks. Right. So they're not even sure which way is clockwise or counterclockwise. <laughs> and so you're able to just take your finger, draw an arrow, which way to, which way you want to go. I got to admit, I have to think about it. <laughs> you got which yeah. way, which way is it? Well, this is interesting. So this is a solution to really what we've been talking about the, on the last show, which is, you know, now if I'm in someplace rural, instead of having to call a technician to come from two to three hours away, I can throw on a pair of glasses, call somebody at a, at a help center, and actually get some real help. And number one, save time, same cost. Yep. And, and uh, I know uh, one of our partners here, uh, uh, Brady Services here in North Carolina, uh, they're using this technology both with their own technicians 
and they're starting to introduce it to some of their clients so that their clients can say, hey, uh, what, what all of our service providers wanna do, they wanna start helping reduce uh, truck rolls. When, so, when a technician's just driving around in a truck, they're not repairing anything. And it's expensive. And it's expensive, and they have to charge for that. They have to charge for it somewhere. So if I've got a chiller down, and I'm a client, and I've got this big meeting, or I've got this operating room that's down, and the closest technician away from me is an hour or two hours away, man, I'd like to be able to talk through I think I could talk you through it, Tony. You know enough about what we're doing here. I'm going to coach you through this. Yeah. And so let's look at this together. Let's see it. And a lot of times, visually, uh, you see a whole lot more than just talking through. Yeah. Right? And uh, because you say, okay, we'll put it on where you see where that red dot. Well, I don't see a red dot. Well, maybe it had changed and maybe now it's a blue dot or something. And uh, do it, do like that. So I think you're going to see a lot more of this virtual coaching uh, come out in the, in the near future uh, to help reduce truck rolls. The other thing that I see is, is that uh, we have this, uh, a lot of analytics, we talked about that before, a lot of data being developed in our equipment. Big data. And uh, you know, for years now, we've had these lights um, in our automobiles that tell us that there's something gone wrong, something mm -hmm. that we need to hook up a diagnostic tool and see what it is. And so we hook a little computer into it and says, well, your uh, O2 sensor is bad, or you idiot, you didn't tighten your gas cap tight. <laughs> and uh, all these kinds of things that will lead you right to the, to the source of where to, to start looking for the problem. And we're starting to see that on a lot of our equipment, but also the data starting to tell us that. So I know that there's a lot of work being done by companies like Train and so forth about what are the, what's the data points that would say to us, hey, before this failure even happens, I see some things that are starting to happen, and I can tell you that the uh, fans on your compressor, uh, on your chiller, are, uh, are going bad, and they're probably gonna fail within a certain period of time. Let's go ahead and order you a fan, right. <laughs> have it shipped to you, and then we'll talk you through how to repair it. Yeah, think and about that. Replace it. Saving saving the organization from going through the failure. Exactly. Right. So being proactive and, and catching it before it completely quits. Because not only when that piece of equipment dies, what 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 else is it impacting that machine? So uh, we know again the costs are more expensive if we wait to failure. That's that's awesome. I know that's coming. I can't wait to see more of that. Well, and you know the even with the uh, things like we downplay in, in maintenance for so long, we like to be the the uh, hero on the white horse coming in after something's broken and get it back up and running. The reality is is that if we allow a, a 10 operating rooms to go down from an air conditioning standpoint and they have oh, to postpone man. surgery, I mean, that could be a life-threatening issue as well. But, you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that are lost and the rescheduling and the, the whole cost of that is huge. And so how, how do you... Uh, have those things be prevented and really uh, uh, look into these things is taking all this new technology and this is where I think a lot of our new newer workforce really needs to focus uh, about the excitement of using technology and all of the, the things that are available to them today to look a little differently mm -hmm. at some of these solutions uh, and a lot of our older mechanics have that gut feel and that knowledge but uh, have not really been able to, to transform it into 
a solution to be able to pass it on. And now we're, we're able to do that with some virtual coaching, with, uh, you know, with YouTube, with different ways to be able to uh, articulate and help and get things back up quicker and faster. Well, we, we also talked about on, on the last show, the paradigm shift, like the education piece. We have to educate our decision makers on why this is important and why we should invest in technology and equipment and, and staff to be able to, to maintain and prevent failures from happening. So like you just mentioned, we have a lot of folks who like to ride on the, on the white horse and, and save the day, but I think there's a lot of value behind keeping that day from even happening, yep. that failure. Again, we go back to the cost and lives are particularly or could be at stake in those situations. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think that some of this technology can actually drive down costs yeah. for organizations. You know, we don't have the failure, not only maintenance cost, but the bigger piece of it is a lot of times is the operational cost. Yeah. But redoing that. We have to do that. I feel like our country's at a point where there's not an option. We have to figure out a way to drive down costs and become more efficient, and we're going to use technology to do that. And uh, I guess, you know, last time we kind of painted the picture of the problem. This time we kind of are saying there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. There's new technologies. There's things that uh, people are doing. People like the dude. Companies like the dude are trying to build in some help for our technicians out there to give them a little better understanding of what to look at, where to go, what to do when they get this kind of a request. Yeah. Uh, how do they respond to it? Uh, where do they at least start uh, and get a head start on, on some of this before they jump in a, in a vehicle and drive across town or, or you know, in some of our, our clients out in the Midwest and the West, Western where they're, you know, a long ways away from a, a service dealer or even a technician of any kind right. uh, to be able to do it. Well, you know, I mean, we're this is the Operate Intelligently podcast, and that's the idea, is to be more intelligent in how we're operating day to day, and so that we can save dollars, so we can save time. Well, and, and that's exactly right, and we hope we, we've given our listeners some ideas about, you know, what's coming. Yeah. Uh, start to ask some questions, ask questions of your vendors, ask questions of your technical schools, ask questions um, out there of your service technicians. What kind of new technology? How can you support me? How can, you, uh, uh, how can we take advantage of this? What kind of uh, learning can you help me provide to my technicians that I do have to get them better equipped? I always like the, uh, the old saying, uh, if we teach them, they're going to leave, but if you keep them ignorant, is it more expensive for them to stay? <laughs> you know, and uh, we're also a lot of times afraid to teach people uh, new trades, new skills, because then maybe they'll find some other jobs. But if you don't, they're just going to be a drain on you yeah. long term. So you know, not being afraid to uh, to uh, enhance skills, to train, to put emphasis in it, and uh, use the new technologies. And, and uh, ask questions, ask how can things be maintained better. Don't think about we just have to do it in the same old way. Question uh, everything that you do about is there a better way? Is there a way that I can troubleshoot this better? Well, Bob, speaking of questions, I know we're coming to an end. And uh, you told me I couldn't use Google to figure out the answer to your question. And I got to be honest with you, I don't have the answer. You don't have any idea <laughs> who designed the stationery. Now this could be this could be that million dollar question that these folks might get to answer one day. <laughs> but one of our favorite cartoons of all time is Charlie Brown. Oh yeah. You remember Charlie Brown and Snoopy and all of that as every actually every season uh, you know beginning in Hall- Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas 
Me and my family, my daughters watch uh, Charlie Brown on TV. And who was uh, who was the illustrator? Whose program was that? <laughs> was it uh, Charles? Uh, I, I don't know his last name, Bob. You oh, help come me out on. here. <laughs> Schultz. Schultz. Okay. Charles yes, Schultz. that's it. And actually, he was the one that designed the stationery for NASA. That's and cool. because of that, the test run before the landing on the moon, the Apollo 10, they did a, tr- a test shot that they got almost down. They named one of the one of the um, vessels Charlie Brown and the other one was Snoopy ah. in honor of Charles Schultz in doing the stationery for them. So uh, even even uh, Charlie Brown and, and Snoopy was out in outer space. So I'm, I've learned something new today already. So I can check that box. There you go. I, I really... Who wants to be a millionaire? There you go. I think we all would like to be a millionaire, right? So, again, this is the Operate Intelligently podcast. Please follow us on Stitcher, iTunes, subscribe. Please leave us comments, questions, leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you think. If there's topics you want us to talk about, uh, leave that uh, when you leave your review. And uh, if you'd like to email us about topics and uh, things that maybe we just got wrong today, uh, you can uh, email us at uh, dspodcast at dudesolutions.com. We hope you have a great, safe week, and uh, let's keep up the great work of maintaining our facilities. Take care, guys.